Hi guys. Welcome to In Our Community Podcast, where we interview ordinary people doing extraordinary things in their communities. I'm your host, Coach Hitty from Resurrection Movement Studio. On episode 18 of this podcast, I sat down with Aaron Dunleavy, wise in-store dietitian in Sealings Grove and Danville area. Here's a little secret. The intro to the show is always recorded right after I do the interview itself. And right now, I'm super pumped after I got done interviewing Aaron because we went over a lot of things. Um, if you're somebody that's looking for nutrition advice and where to go with your diet, this is the episode that you definitely want to tune into and listen to the whole thing. Even if you're somebody that feel like you know your stuff in regards to nutrition and diet, you may even take away one or two things from here and also validate your thoughts and feelings towards it. Listeners, I hope that you find this podcast to be super informational. And if you like it, don't forget to subscribe to our show and give us a five-star rating on the iTunes. Let's get started. So today I'm sitting across from Aaron Dunleavy, wise in-house dietitian. Hi, Aaron. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming on board. Sure. Um, so tell us a little bit about what you do. Sure. So I am a registered dietitian. I work at Wise Markets, which a lot of times people hear that and think, what does a dietitian do in a supermarket? So it's definitely a unique space for a dietitian to be working in, but it's great because I'm out in the community. I'm, I'm based right in the supermarket in our stores. So I'm available to customers right as they're shopping. So I can kind of help them as they shop if they have any questions right on the spot. But then also a big part of my job is planning and executing health and wellness events. So I mm. lead different classes right in our WISE stores and then also partner with community organizations on different health and wellness events. That's very cool. Now, I didn't know that they did like in-house educational stuff. Yes. Where can people go and find out, find out about those kind of things? So I'm based right now in our Danville and Sealands Grove stores. Okay. So I have an event schedule that's available right in the stores, but also online as well. So if you just search Wise Markets Dietitians, that'll come up to our dietitian page. I'm one of eight, actually. Um, not cool. in this area. So I, I kind of cover this area, but then others are spread out along across our other Wise stores. Um, so then just click on, on my page and then you'll see different events coming up. Also on our Wise Markets Facebook page, we have um, different events coming up in the area as well. That's awesome. Now, so how did you end up on this path? Is this being a dietitian something that you've always wanted to be or how did this start? All right. Well, my interest in health, fitness, nutrition, that kind of all started in high school. I've always had an interest. I, I remember reading Self Magazine, Shape Magazine, and really being inspired to just live well and eat well and just interested in learning more about it. Mm. But ironically, I didn't even realize it was a nutrition or a, a college major that you can go study mm. nutrition in college. Um, when I was first starting to think about college, I thought I wanted to go for pharmacy. So a quick wow. funny story is I was waiting for a guidance counselor appointment in high school and just waiting outside of her office and there was a book of college majors and I went to the pharmacy one and at the very bottom I remember seeing if you're interested in pharmacy you might also be interested in and I had a list of other majors mm. and nutrition and dietetics was one of them and it piqued my interest right away like I said I didn't even realize that you could make a career out of this at the time when I was in high school so I went to the nutrition and dietetics major and you know the description and I just remember reading it and I was like this is it I have to do this so then mm -hmm. kind of switched gears a little bit and applied to colleges for nutrition and 
I went to Pitt for my undergrad and then also grad school as well. So I have six years of nutrition education under my belt and Pitt's program was very clinically based. So I think that was a really great foundation because I learned a lot of the science behind it, medical nutrition therapy. And even though I don't work in the clinical space right now, I'm more of in the community setting. I think having that foundation and interacting with different people who have different whatever certain health conditions and and backgrounds I think that foundation is was really helpful and it is continued to help me out as well and while I was at Pitt I I gained a lot of different community experience as well that's how I got introduced to supermarket dietetics Mm. so at that time also I didn't realize that dietitians really work in supermarkets Mm. so I had a lot of um, community intern experience with a supermarket chain in western Pennsylvania Um, and then one summer I I came home and I did a summer internship with the wise dietitians Mm. so then kind of the rest is history I I worked for a short time in um, school food service when I graduated um, when I got my master's degree and completed my internship and um, then the the dietitian position opened at wise and here I am five years later (laughs) That's awesome. That's really neat story to hear. Now, in growing up, was your household like really nutrition, you know, focused and your parents kind of promoted that kind of lifestyle? Right. They looking back, it, they were, but it wasn't very, um, very strict. I, mm. I should say we didn't really have um, quote unquote junk food. I, I try not yeah. to use that word uh, <laughs> as, as much as I can, but there weren't really any of those type of foods in the house. And it was more like of a treat. So we didn't mm. really have cookies and chips and those kind of things. It really was. And, and I don't even know my if my mom even realized that's what she was doing back then, but mm. it really kind of instilled a, a really good relationship with food. And I've always had that, you know, if I, 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 even now when I'm talking with customers and people really trying to get away from the the negative talk around yes. food and not labeling yes. food and yes. yeah so I mean even saying junk food I kind of cringed you know I oh, but just to kind of get th- get that message across and I, I I just I want everybody to have a positive relationship with yes. food and take the guilt and the the feelings of frustration and just emotions away from food and really enjoying your food um so yeah back to your question I really think that growing up the way that that my mom you know there there she cooked food Uh, we had home cooked meal maybe not every night but not a lot of fast food so there was a lot of you know wholesome nutritious meals Mm -hmm. and again just just a really good foundation and I think that's that really helped me as well um as I practice now as a professional to try Mm -hmm. to deal with um with those kind of issues with other people I, I love that you're mentioning good relationship with food because I feel like a lot of people are missing that. Yes. Um, so can you go into the details of, from your perspective, what a good relationship with food looks like? Absolutely. Yeah. I think food is meant to be enjoyed, all foods. Yes. Whether some foods, of course, they have more nutrients and they're more nourishing than others. 
But I think if you if you want a certain food, honor that craving or, or, or whatever you want and have it. Because I think when you have that positive relationship and you you know that you can have any food that you want, that's when you realize you might tend to gravitate more towards the, the more nourishing foods because you feel better after eating those. Yes. Whereas I think when people have more of a negative relationship with food where they, they label food as, oh, this is bad. I shouldn't have this. Mm-hmm. And oh, I and just feel bad after eating it. They tend to a overeat because mm-hmm. they think once they have it, they just need to keep eating it because they don't know when they're going to let themselves have it the next time. And it just is kind of that snowball effect. And I think a positive relationship with food is just a, honoring what your body wants at that time and then moving on, not really dwelling on, you know, if you eat this certain food, oh, now I need to work out this much tomorrow and that kind of thing oh, or that's, that's terrible right right yes oh. and, and just really really becoming more in tune with how your body feels too yes. after you eat certain foods and, and I think over time once people get a positive relationship with food then like I said they will tend to eat more of the nourishing foods and not really crave more of the foods that maybe they wanted more of before mm-hmm. or that don't have as many nutrients as others. 100% agree. And I I love this conversation because I'm really digging into the nutrition side of things. Um, I'm a precision nutrition certified coach, so I'm not in depth as far as education goes with you compared to you. Right, right. Um, But I can touch on the surface level Mm -hmm. stuff and just kind of work on the psycho- psychological act yes. a- as aspect of eating because mm-hmm. I think that's so important. People don't think it's about huge. it. Um, the, the modern day society and the media has kind of put the fo- focus on the numbers. Yes. But to me, that's just wrong. Right. I, I don't... People ask me even to make them a certain calorie yeah. meal plan. I don't. I, I, I say, you oh, know, I'll so work with you. Dude, and yeah. I, I don't <laughs> count calories. I don't believe in counting calories because, and I always use this comparison, a serving of nuts is about 200 calories compared to if you get a 100-calorie pack of Oreos. Oh, yes, it's less calories, but you need to think about the, the nutrient composition in the food. You're getting so much nutrition. It, okay, it's, it's a little bit more calories, but it's so much more nutrient-dense than that less calorie more uh, empty calorie. I'm sure you've heard that term before. I love that. You heard it from a a, a dietitian that she (laughs) hates counting calories. Nope, don't do it. So I think at this point, like I just want people to realize that is not important, right? Absolutely. Because there's so much that happens between the food touches your mouth to the time mm-hmm. that it gets digested to simplify it just with the numbers that's on the label, which by the way, I've heard that like, that's not hundred percent accurate either is because the calories are measured by just burning the food. Right? right. So it's not really necessary taking into consideration what happens between from the point that you put it in your mouth till what, how it gets digested. Exactly. There are so, so many other factors yes. and just to be so caught up in, in the, the calorie number and, I, a lot of people are just so fo- laser focused on that calorie number that they mm. tend not to look at what else is in the product where, I, I mean, I think you just need to look at the whole picture. And that's mm. what I try to, uh, uh, nutrition is not a black and white world. Yes, so absolutely. Not, and I, I know people just want that answer right away, but it, it's just it's not, not the case. And you really just need to take a step back and look at the big picture and yes. just kind of get away from 
the numbers. So then, you know, so this is a question that I always, um, you know, I've, I've kind of had my own answers to this, but I want to ask you too. Okay. So, okay. So the calorie counting isn't the answer. The next thing people ask about is macros, right? Mm -hmm. And the macros to me is kind of falls in the same categories of calories because it's still numbers. Right. You're not really considering the whole thing. And then, so I kind of give them the similar answer. It's like, okay, macros, calories, it's kind of the same thing. I don't want yep. to focus on that. So the question becomes, so then, well, what do I focus on? Right. Yeah. I, I say in, take a step back and really just analyze your your day really mm -hmm. I mean if it's helpful write it down what you eat yes. in one day and then everybody can improve somewhere uh, the big things are more like plant-based type foods yes. meaning fruits vegetables whole grains nuts seeds beans how can we get more of those incorporated in so it's kind of more of a an untraditional approach that I yes. use in the sense of really working with where you're at and not necessarily taking foods away, but how can we add, add in Yes. More? Oh, I love this. <laughs> this is great. Okay, perfect. <laughs> We're on the same page. I love it. <laughs> that is exactly what I yes. preach. And you heard it from a dietitian. That's the way that I awesome. want you to approach. Yes. Great. What can we add instead of what can we subtract? Yes. And that, uh, that goes back to kind of having that positive relationship with food. I think and sometimes as a dietitian, I think sometimes people think I'm the food police. I'm going to come in and completely overhaul what, what they like to eat and everything. But it's really when you have that positive relationship with food, you really can focus on adding more nutritious foods into. And I feel like when people sometimes they think that they need to just take away foods and it's just going to be so defeating and boring, but it's not. I mean, mm -hmm. you can really have fun with food and just really enjoy what you're eating. Yeah. And so I think the trap for most people that I've found is they're always looking for the quick fix, right? Yeah, instant so then, gratification. Yes. <laughs> and then so the three macros, the three main mm -hmm. macros becomes a huge concern. It's like, all right, do I go low fat, low carb, low protein, right. completely eliminate one? It's like, no, 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 that's not the way to right. go your body needs all three components right there, there is their macronutrients for a reason yes. our body needs especially a lot of time i mean now we're kind of we like fat again as we yeah. go back and forth <laughs> right now but, <laughs> but before it was you know low fat but our body i mean our brains are made up of 60 percent fat we yeah. need fat to survive we need carbs for energy yeah. we need protein yeah. for just muscle. right yeah. the, the muscle building and they all work together they all have different functions in the body and once you i mean i i'll be on board if you want to if you eat more of a carb heavy type of of eating plan, yeah, maybe cut back a little bit and add more foods. I, I know a lot of times that it, people really put focus on protein, make sure you get mm. enough protein. But I often tell people fiber is the mm. nutrient that we should be a little bit more focused on because many of us do not get enough fiber. Mm. And fiber is found in mostly those plant-based foods that I mentioned. Um, so really, when we incorporate more plant-based type of foods, we're, we're going to be sure that we're, we're hitting that fiber mark. And you can almost guarantee that you know, your macros, if you if you want to take those into consideration, they will be mostly all in check. Now, and when it comes to macros and calorie counting, the thing that I tell general population clients, just like a client that's walking through mm -hmm. the door, is that's like step eight in the process of eight step process. Yep. So you that's not where you should start. You right. don't start with step eight. You start with step one. Right. And and from, from my personal coaching and, and every client's different. Mm -hmm. Usually I try to get their story first before I recommend anything. Um, but I, you I tend to do three day 
your food log. I asked yep. them to do so. Show me your f- three day food log. See right. what you're eating, and then let's start from there. Yes. And and it's so funny the psychology behind like oh I'm gonna show my trainer what I <laughs> ate like so then I'm gonna eat really clean. Right. So, no, yes. no 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 no. Yep. I don't. This we, is a judgment free exactly. thing. I need to know where yes. you are to be able to better assist you. Exactly. You know it's like a, when right. you go to a doctor's office, you they have to examine you right. first before they give you diagnosis. They can't right. just be like. Oh, you you have the flu. Like you, that's not that's right, not possible. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but anyways, what I noticed through those three day food log is in an American diet, carb heavy, mm-hmm. very little vegetables mm-hmm. of color, right? Because yes. then they're yeah, <laughs> right. We need some it's color. Usually, yeah. You're like, it's like brown, like potatoes <laughs> yeah. or French fries. Like French right. fries is not a vegetable. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and and then and and then low in protein for the most part. Yep. Um, and so you know, I usually recommend like just. In every meal, these are the checkpoints that I want to mark. Yep. Do you have a vegetables or yeah. fruit on your plate? Preferably vegetables, right? Because yep. veggies are better than fruits, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then is there a protein component? And then there is a carb component. Yeah. And, and are you cooking it with fat? Like so, that's yes. how you can checkpoint. Yes. But to 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 some clients, that's still overwhelming, right? Yes. And I really love that approach too. And I, I tend to use the same type of strategy. Whereas, uh-huh. let, please be honest. Let me. Fill me in with what you typically eat in a day, what your day looks like, even the timing of when you eat. That can also be a factor as well. And let's kind of go from there. Mm -hmm. And like you're saying, if you notice that specific person is pretty carb heavy, not many vegetables. Okay, what vegetables do you like? Because instead of me saying, oh, how about add some broccoli in here? Well, let's say they hate broccoli. You know, that's not going to be helpful to anybody. So give me a list of what you like. And then that's how we can kind of work from there. And how can we weave it in and make sure that you are getting more uh, of the veggies in or, or whatever you might need for that specific person now your your knowledge on vegetables and fruits are probably way more than mine what are some vegetables that like you can easily find in let's say wise grocery store mm-hmm. that's really nutrient dense and yep. if you were to recommend it to somebody and it doesn't have that like funky taste you know what i mean yep. that people would stray away from i would say i mean as far as the produce department anything is free game i know that there are different taste preferences and so mm-hmm. forth but any of the green leafy vegetables bell peppers carrots simple it could be as simple as carrots and making your own if you like say people like to dip carrots in ranch dip mm-hmm. make your own get um some some plain greek yogurt and a ranch dip seasoning packet mix it together those also work great for kids because any type of dip a way to get vegetable more vegetables mm-hmm. in and things so uh i mean carrots are very easy cucumbers any any really everybody has their different types of taste right. preferences so it really just depends i mean now we're in the winter months so root vegetables are really popular mm-hmm. and it also a lot of times people say they don't like the taste of vegetables well a big part of it is how you prepare them yes so that's <laughs> yes. another technique that's too that really true. i mean i could tell you you know a list of different vegetables and, and things but it really depends on what you like a lot of times i mean roasting vegetables is is so easy it's so easy and it, it just tastes so great it's so basic too you don't need to eat mm-hmm. or add a ton of ingredients to them i mean just a little bit of olive oil mm-hmm. maybe some some seasonings but maybe not even just olive oil pop them in the oven at a high temperature yep. and let them do their thing and it just really releases those natural sugars that they have in them mm-hmm. and brings out the natural sweetness and just a, a great crunch and i mean again pr- preparation is key too yes absolutely that's awesome 
Um, so then let's talk. I want to touch on another topic. So portion sizes. Yeah. Right. So the people's mindset is I need to eat less. Well, not really. It's just it needs to be an appropriate portion for you. Right. Um, so then the question becomes, how do I know that I'm eating the right amount? How do you go about portion sizes for portion size? I mean, just in general, it's educating on whether it be using a smaller plate to start off with and then filling your plate with with your meal and then my big thing is slowing down to eat yes i'm I'm not sure if you've heard before it takes your brain 20 minutes Mm -hmm. to register that you're feeling full Mm -hmm. so i mean i use that a lot that 20 minute rule in in the sense of fill your plate and, and just really slow down as you eat you can even put your fork down between bites, you know, whatever works for you, drink water in between. But then after that 20 minutes is up, a lot of times you'll realize, oh, I I do feel satisfied. And if not, if you, if you feel like you want to eat more, if you're still hungry, then of course go for that other helping. I use the hunger scale a lot too, uh, scale from one to 10. So one being starving to 10 being completely full. Four to seven is kind of the sweet spot. So Mm. all times throughout the day, try to be at a four to seven. So mm-hmm. between meals, during meals. So between meals, when you're when you're ready to start to eat your next meal, you want to be at like a four. So you're just starting to get hungry. You don't really want to try to get yourself to lower than that being starving because then we all know what happens. We mm-hmm. tend to maybe overeat or maybe not eat the foods that we would in really want to eat when we're uh, not feeling as hungry. Uh, but anyway, with portion size, it's just all about um, – like a serving of meat is typically the size of the palm of your hand. Mm-hmm. Another big thing is in a, a typical American meal, we tend to build our meal around meat. Whereas yeah. I try to educate on building your meal around vegetables. Yes. So pick your vegetables first and then some, Hey, maybe it'll be a meatless meal. Or maybe if you want have a little bit of meat, kind of treat that as your side dish. So really kind of shifting the focus of the way you portion your plate and then kind of go from there. Vegetables. I always say it's kind of free game, whatever mm-hmm. vegetables you like center your plate on that and then build your meal around that. Whether it be, if you want some meat on the side or maybe a whole grain and so forth. You're speaking to my heart. I mean, right, these glad. are things that <laughs> I've been coaching my clients, and <laughs> it's just good. It's because we're we're like we're thinking alike. We're preaching on the same topic. Yep. You come from a more solid foundation background. You know, I only have this coaching certification that I've worked for for like a year to get. Yep. You know, and mine's not as extensive as yours, but at the end of the day, we're preaching the same thing, which right. is awesome. Right. And it's yeah. nice too because I mean, really, it, it, it's it's kind of back to basics. Sometimes people think that nutrition is this very complex thing that they need to do all these crazy things, but I think that's a lot of times I, what I, I talk to people about too is we're really just getting simple here. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking about, we're asking for a day food or three day food log. And then how can we add certain things in? It's not necessarily like it, it's, it's very difficult things, but I think sometimes people just need that extra push and they just need somebody to help them along and mm-hmm. just kind of give them something that might seem obvious to us. It's, it kind of, puts a light bulb onto them once we tell them and where it gets individualized is depending on where the person is coming from exactly just never know what they're struggling with or what their daily schedule is but all these pointers that listeners you guys are probably getting from this podcast you're gonna have to prioritize prioritize Mm -hmm. yourself to see what's going to be your step one yeah because we might be covering step five six and seven in your journey yeah so then you have to go back to step one to see where you are Right. And I I often tell people, too, that 
what I would say to one person, I, I might say something different to the next. Mm-hmm. Everybody is different. It's not clear and like I said it's not black and white it's Mm -hmm. not the same advice for everybody it's very individualized and a big thing that I like to say too to people is to just not compare yourself to others yes and again what works for one person might not work the same for you not not getting discouraged about that there are so many other factors that go into it how food metabolizes in our bodies it's different for everybody the genetic history the genetic makeup it's all different and every all our bodies are different, which is a great thing. And we should, you know, it's hard not to compare yourself and fall into that trap, but I think it's very important not to do so Mm -hmm. because it really helps you just work on yourself and what's best for you. Yes. Okay. I'm going to push the envelope a little bit more because I I wasn't planning on going this deep, but (laughs) this conversation has been so good that I want to dig in and just kind of like get the general population to not buy into those things that the marketing companies try to get them to buy into because it's not necessary. Right. The word detox. I hate it when I hear that. (laughs) I'm sure you're the same way. Yes. Thank God. As as a, as a diet, I was a registered dietitian with a scientific background. Let me just say with, with detox. I mean, anytime you hear that or see that on packaging, it is a marketing scam. Yes. Our bodies are our own detox system. Our yes. organs, our livers metabolize our Preach. food for us. That's why we we we, we excrete and waste our yeah. we, we detox ourselves. Our organs do that for us. We don't need to spend money. You're really just wasting your money on things that say detox to you or cleanses or juices. It's it's not necessary and it can honestly do more harm than good in the end. Yes. Thank you for covering that. So <laughs> You know, it's these things that like we can't I, I'm, I'm coming to realize that we can't be afraid to talk about because these companies are pushing their products to make them money for themselves. They right. really don't have the best intention and best intention for the clients that they're serving because they're more worried about making money. Right. And people are so vulnerable and the nutrition and fitness in general is so emotional that the clients yes. and the consumers buy into that. Yep. But really, we need we as professionals working in this field need to step up and say, guys, like that's not the way to yep. go. Um, you're going to see this on your, your social media account yeah. or on TV promoting this and this to be the next thing. And because you're on a vulnerable state, you're going to want to buy it. Don't because these right. are all fad. It's right. not real. Right. And like I said, we're in the society of instant gratification. We want that magic pill. We want something to happen overnight. And I can just tell you, that's just not how it works. Mm -hmm. And the most effective ways is to make small changes that make long lasting, the more sustainable lifestyles. Mm -hmm. It's not something that you do for a couple days or maybe a month. And then what? I always try to ask people if they come to me with certain diets that they see or things. And it's like, okay, after that, X amount of time or after you do this, then then what? Is that how you're going to live your life or, or how what are you going to do after that? So you really want to find something that you can maintain mm-hmm. as a lifestyle mm-hmm. versus just a short period of time. And when people or clients bring up like these new diet trends mm-hmm. and, and there's some people that really are able to succeed in that and stick yes. to that. My first immediate question is, OK, that's great that you found out of that information. Yes. But do you see this as a feasible option? Exactly. And if you feel like you're suppressing your cravings and something that's you really, really want in yep. week one, 
most likely that's a telltale sign that it's not a sustainable solution for you. So maybe you want to incorporate some parts of it because you might find that to be interesting. You don't need yep. to completely nix it yep, out, exactly but maybe right. take a one or two lessons and then apply into your overall diet. Yeah. And, and that's a perfect way to put it. It doesn't need to be quote unquote, the, the perfect diet or if you see such thing doesn't exist, it does right? Not. Yes. It, it does not <laughs> exist. The perfect diet does not exist. And I, I think also kind of going back to our earlier conversation about finding peace with food and a positive experience. I think once you realize there's not a perfect diet, you're not going to be perfect. And maybe you like certain things from from different diets or eating plans. Maybe you can incorporate them. Find what works best for you. If it works best well for your friend and you try it and you're struggling with it, it's not the not the thing for you. So, you know, just just try to really hone in on what you know, and we know ourselves the best. So what you know is going to work for you and then kind of go from there. Absolutely. This is so great. Um, you know, the one other thing is, like I always say, a good nutrition habit is not sexy. So (laughs) (laughs) it's not, it's very simple and boring. It is. Yep. It really is. It's like wearing a sweatpants and sweatshirt on a weekend and you're with your hair back tied in your ponytail. It's that kind of unsexiness, but it's just normal. Right. That's what it is. There's no like a clean cut line of this is how much you have to struggle and this is how much you have to cut back. No, none of that. It's very basic and simple. So when you're listening to the podcast, wondering like, is this really what they're promoting? Yes, it is. Yep. <laughs> a lot of plants, a lot some some mm-hmm. components of carbs and protein. Right. Overall healthy diet. Um, and and then you you listeners, you probably already knew the information of what you needed to do. Mm-hmm. It's just really doing it yes. and convincing yourself that that's the best way to do it. Yes, exactly. I tell people <laughs> that all the time. I say this probably isn't anything new. I don't know if I'm yeah. really teaching you anything mind blowing, but it's really about motivating and inspiring yeah. and then how can you put that into action mm-hmm. and, and just kind of changing your mindset around yes. like what is healthy yep right? that's huge that's huge really having a different type of mindset and just again i i feel like a broken record now but having that positive experience with f- food once you master that i mean it, it's it's the greatest feeling it's you you know that all food is up for grabs so then you you have free reign you you really go towards what foods make you feel well and 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 that kind of thing nice now one more thing i wanted to ask you about supplements so our clients always come and ask about supplements i take a little bit of different approach of supplements yep um i'm not a doctor so i can't assess what they're deficient in right right um but from reading researches and articles i can tell like what is low now obviously i don't jump to supplements as step one in an eight step process supplements usually like step seven or eight for most people right um but if they're gonna address if they're gonna take something the three things that i I recommend are multivitamin yes um fish fish oil Mm -hmm. right and then you know if there's are heavy lifters protein but good quality whey protein comes from a right source because i don't know if listeners you know this but it's not regulated so you have to really mm-hmm. know how to read the label right. to understand what's in it to make sure it's the right stuff. Meaning you can't just go to Walmart and buy the cheapest stuff because usually right. that's laden with chemicals that's probably not good for your body. Yes. Where do you stand on this? With supplements, I mean, 
as a registered dietitian, of course, I have the stance of food first. Mm-hmm. So get get your nutrients Absolutely. from food first, and uh, it goes with the a, a pill or supplement is not going to be the answer. So mm-hmm. supplements are exactly what the word means. It's it supplements your eating plan. So it's something that you know, like I said, some of us might we we have different makeups and and, and needs. So some of us might need a supplement, and multivitamin I would say is beneficial for everybody. And I do agree. I, I agree with all three that you mentioned too. As far as, you know, specific nutrients, those are ones that when you're at the doctor, if you have blood work drawn and I mean, iron might be a common one for women, Mm -hmm. also calcium and vitamin D, those are other ones that that might be a little bit common if, depending on your lifestyle, if if you're vegetarian or vegan, you might need B12 and iron to supplement. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it really just depends on the specific person. There really isn't a supplement that I say everybody should be doing this one. Mm -hmm. Other than multivitamin, I I will say that, you know, that multivitamins are beneficial for mm-hmm. for most of the general population mm-hmm. and so listeners it doesn't mean that you have to go and buy all these things that we just recommended no, no that's not, not at all, not at all. Yeah. and yes <laughs> it's, it's not cut and dry like that it's just yeah. if you're taking a multivitamin currently great if you feel like you have a pretty well-balanced eating plan and you know you generally eat well you're fine and also just kind of assess how you're feeling if you feel tired a lot of times you know that's when we really have to step back and maybe how can we increase more of the plant-based foods but then also maybe see okay maybe a multivitamin would be beneficial to make sure that you're hitting all your Mm -hmm. all your nutrient needs that would be great. Um, so, Aaron, we're actually coming to the end of the podcast, believe okay. it or not. Well, that was fast. Uh, we <laughs> always conclude a podcast with wor- uh, words of encouragement or w- words of wisdom from uh, my interviewees. So, okay. you can take however approach you'd like uh, for this segment. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I, I think just to wrap up our, our conversation, I think. Body image is huge, and I, I will repeat myself again. It's important not to compare ourselves to each other, and we're really on our own paths, and I, I think it's important to take a step back and think about how can you improve what you're currently doing food and nutrition-wise. We can all improve somewhere. So I challenge everybody to to make a couple goals and think about what they can incorporate. You know, we threw around some ideas today. Mm-hmm. So whether that be increasing more plant-based foods or maybe adding a, a new fruit and vegetable in every week, whatever really works for you, small changes lead up to long-lasting lifestyle and really something that you can maintain for life. And that really is the goal to live a happy life, be well, eat well. And in the end, you'll you'll feel better overall. Mm, That's so fantastic. Now, is there anywhere that they can go on social media or how can they contact you to schedule a consultation with you? Do you provide any free? I do. So all of my services are free and I do consultations in our store. So I meet with customers if that's something that would be of interest. So um, you can email me at e. Dunlevy, D-U-N-L-E-A-V-Y at wisemarkets.com or you can find me on our Wise Dietitians website and my contact information is there as well. That's great. I think you should create a social media account where you like provide nutrition tips. Cause oh, I maybe maybe that'll be in the that'll, works. That'll, Who that'll knows? be great. Cause I would <laughs> definitely check it out, and I'll kind of like refer you back to my page and all oh, that stuff. It's a good yeah. thought. Hey, maybe yeah, maybe yeah, for twenty twenty, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks. This was so awesome. Thank you.